0: To fruitful gatherings. How many know the Lord wants us to gather? And I want to break the the spirit that says I don't need to go to church. I want to break the spirit that is in the church now that's anti-church that says, "Well, we can just have church at home." You have with the movement of cell groups. You have a lie that says we're not supposed to be a part of a local church uh, under a pastor or, or with a, a ministry in the kingdom of God. It is a lie from the pit of hell. And I want to break that thing this morning. And I'm going to share some keys with you. And we're going to talk about five attributes of anticipation. The first key to a a fruitful gathering is anticipation. So we're going to talk about what that means. And and how we need to learn to stir up anticipation for our gatherings. Every time that we meet as a church. Every time you go to a Bible study. When you're going to a prayer group. Um, and when we come here on Sunday mornings and Wednesday night, that we have an anticipation in our hearts for what heaven is going to do. That heaven would break out in our midst. See, we need to stop thinking um, with, with our, our minds, the, the way that we've limited ourselves from past experience. And say, well, yeah, the Lord's good and He does this. No, 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 we've got to anticipate the supernatural intervention of God in the earth. How many know God is intervening right now? How many know in worship the Lord was speaking to us? How many know God was speaking through to Pastor Shane as he's preaching and made me empty my wallet? And we need to listen, man. It's worship to the Lord. It's holy unto God. There's some things that we're doing as a church. I think it's very important too. We're we're really taking a step in faith. We're trying to bring on a, a worship leader and and um, and and so that with prayer and and with believing God, uh, of the increase of giving as we grow as a body, that we're going to be able to do that. Um, because how many know that we got to take care of the Levites? Amen? I was a worship leader for many years. Nobody ever paid me, so I'm going to pay the worship leader we have here. I'm going to bless him. I'm still going to be involved with worship. I'm still going to lead worship from time to time. But we want to make sure that we see the vision, that we capture what God is doing in the earth. We are growing, church. We we need to understand that I, you've got to understand. I can't do it every single Sunday, all the time. And we're raising up other worship leaders and, and worship teams in within the church. Wednesday nights, we're releasing and and some of the the youth and and Brian and Derek, and they're they're doing worship and uh, and Krista, and it's awesome. I mean, it is phenomenal what the Lord's doing. But I want to break the lie that says I don't got to go to church. Listen, Jesus wants us to gather. Church is good. You see, we get hurt and we get offended, and things, and we're going to talk about. Listen, what Jesus instituted here in the first supper, aka last supper, was that gathering is good. And he looked forward to it. He wasn't negative knowing that he was going to be betrayed, he looked forward to it. Listen, I look forward to church, even though sometimes I'm going to be offended. I look forward to coming into God's house. I want to read a scripture to you. Jesus said this, listen, or it was written, Luke wrote this about our Lord. In Luke, our Lord, the year of our Lord, 19... Sorry, I had to say that real quick. Luke four sixteen. And He, Jesus, came to Nazareth where He had been brought up, and as was His custom, say, as was His custom, He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. See, we've got to get a customized... To gathering whenever possible i'm going to tell you right now and i'm not saying this to toot my horn i'm not saying this to to you know act like i'm martha in the kitchen but when i was growing up in the lord as i'm still growing in the lord but as a, uh, a someone who came to church i would go to church i would be ready to take notes listen to my pastor i would come to every single gathering that the church had I was there on Wednesday nights. I was there Sunday morning, both services, Sunday night. Why am I telling you this? Because I had a zeal for the house of God. And listen, I want want you guys to capture the vision that we have to have a zeal for the house of God. Not just to warm a pew, but to be a part of the temple that, see, God is fitting us. He's baptizing us in one spirit. We've got to get a hold of what heaven is doing in the earth. He's gathering us, not separating us. Now there will come a time we're going to plant churches. We may send out a hundred people when we're, you know, a thousand member church. And we'll plant churches and we'll have campuses and, and we'll grow like that. But right now, God's gathering and equipping, which means you need to be here. Amen. Jesus had a custom to go to the house of God. What is your custom? Well, I'm tired today. I don't want to go to church. Well, that's the devil. Get up and go. Amen. The whole world's tired. Welcome to the planet. Come on, somebody. I'm tired too. Try doing worship and preaching every Sunday. You all have no idea. Let me just rub that in for a minute. Rub it in your face. You have no... I'm just playing. Get accustomed to gathering. Listen, Jesus said this, Matthew twenty three thirty seven. How often I've wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. See, God wants you under the covering of His wings. And there's a covering of a church. There's a covering of a house of God, a house of prayer, a pastoral covering, an apostolic covering, an apostolic five-fold ministry that Jesus gave to the church. His gifts. Well, Jesus is my pastor. Actually, if you believe that, you reject His very gift to you. He gave you... Listen, I'm a gift to the body. I don't say that in a way to, to, to sound arrogant. But we have to understand our leaders are gifts to equip us. See, we're equipping right now. We're setting in place dislocated bones and so we can walk, so we can be a strong body, so we can run the race that's set before us. Going to church is a good thing. Hello? Having church is a good thing. Gathering is a good thing. Well, I want to have church at home. Well, then go start your own church at home or start a Bible study, but get plugged in. Gathering is good. Amen. Jesus gathered them together. God wants us a part of a local assembly, you know, and, and we've got to receive his gifts. We've got to understand that this is how Jesus wanted. So we're going to talk about keys to a fruitful gathering. Are you all ready? Number one, we're going to talk about anticipation. The first thing is anticipation needs to be holy. If you want to take notes, pretty soon we're going to be having or we're going to have our uh, life journals. And we have our own life journals with our Encounter logo and we're excited. How many are excited about Devoing? If you don't Devo, we're going to start having some uh, Wednesday nights dedicated to teaching you to do devotions with your family. How many families do devotions and love it? Raise your hand if you do. I know you guys do. I'm telling you guys, you've got to get a hold of this. So if you you have a journal or something and you're taking notes, number one... Is our anticipation needs to be holy. Luke twenty four forty nine Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. You see, when we anticipate from God, we cannot have presumption of what it looks like that God is going to do. It will, it will rob what actually God wants to do because a lot of times we miss it. A lot of times we presume and say, well, the Lord moves this way because that's the way He always moves. But how many know even the children of Israel, they had to follow a cloud by day and a fire by night. Sometimes He's a mighty rushing wind. Sometimes He's a gentle breeze. The Spirit of God blows where He wants to. And we have to follow Holy Spirit. So as we anticipate, our anticipation must be holy it must be pure and without presumption. Say that. Say, pure and without presumption. You see, in on the day of Pentecost, Jesus said, wait. He told them to wait. And they're purely anticipating that the promise of the Father would come. They didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't have a presumption. They just sat and waited and prayed in faith and said, God, we're expecting the unexpected. You see, when we expect the unexpected, that is pure anticipation. And when we have pure anticipation, suddenly the Lord comes. And that's what we want, the suddenlies, the moments, the moments in the gatherings we anticipate. Oh, my anticipation is pure. I don't know what you're going to do. I know you're going to intervene, God. I know you're about something, God. You're always moving. You're always in the earth. You're blowing on your people, Lord. You're breathing life into us. So I'm anticipating God. And what happened? It says in Acts chapter 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It says they heard a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And then tongues of fire came. Do you think they were expecting that? They probably weren't expecting that. Listen, I'd like to see that. Some people have seen it. I I mean, God, whatever you want to do. So our anticipation has to be pure. Amen? Holy anticipation is pure anticipation. We don't always have to know exactly what God's going to do. Sometimes we have a jest. Sometimes we have a knowing in us a jest of what He's going to do, but we don't presume and lay it out and structure and know what it looks like. Form follows function. What does that mean? That means don't make a, a wine skin before you know that there's new wine coming. Hello? A lot of times we, we function in our old wine skin, but our anticipation has to be pure. Allow God to form that which He's pouring out. He's pouring out His Spirit. It's like, well, we got to have services that are an hour and 26 minutes. Well, maybe it won't work like that. Well, we have to have worship for this time. And then, no, 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 let's anticipate the inevitable supernatural intervention of God. They waited and they prayed. They waited and they prayed for the promise of the Father. And suddenly, that's pure anticipation. Say, expect the unexpected. So number one is in our anticipation needs to be pure. Now, Jesus spoke. He said, the, the promise of My Father will come upon you. Now, He said, wait. Most of the time, and and that will lead us to number two, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God gives you a seed, and we cultivate that seed, and we're waiting. We don't know if it's going to turn out to be an apple tree, an orange tree in the Spirit, or what, a banana tree. Is there such a thing as a banana tree? Yeah, it's like a palm tree, huh? I climbed on one time in the Philippines and fell down. No, I'm just kidding. We have to not presume what type of seed God is planting, but just know that it's from Him and say, okay, God, I need to, I need to make sure the seed's in the right environment. That's pure anticipation. So number two is our anticipation must be rooted in faith. Number two, our anticipation has to be rooted in faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, what is faith? This is from the New Living Translation. It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen which means yet, it means it's going to happen, is the evidence of things we cannot yet see with the physical eye. Yet. Note that. Yet. Faith is always tied to a yet. Not a hope. Not a Faith is not blind. Faith sees. Faith doesn't maybe see in the natural, but faith sees in the Spirit. Faith sees the invisible and touches the intangible. And we have to understand that God wants our anticipation rooted in faith. The Lord has given me a gift of faith. I want it all over you guys. So you start praying for dead people. So we start believing God for everything that He has for us in the earth. So we stop belittling the favor, the anointing, the grace, the finances, all the stuff that the Lord wants to unleash on your life and His kingdom in Henderson. We have to be a people of faith. In the, in the uh, I don't know what, oh, this is the Amplified. Hebrews 11.1, now faith is the, oh, it's amplified. My bad. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed in the senses. Wow. Isn't that good? Faith sees the invisible and touches the intangible. Our anticipation must be rooted in faith. It is not wishful thinking. I'm anticipating, Lord. and it's, it's faith. It's, oh, God, you're going to move. Hallelujah. It's, it comes from the inside. It comes, it's a gift from God. You see, we have faith that we, we work as a muscle, just like our heart is a muscle. And you can do cardiovascular and your heart gets stronger. Your faith can get stronger. But you also have a gift, a measure of faith and a gift, a supernatural in 1 Corinthians 12, a supernatural gift of faith that will come on you to raise the dead. There's times, been times in my life, the supernatural gift of faith has come on me. And literally, I've seen the dead raised. Amen. Naomi standing right here was not breathing for 40 minutes. And we got a phone call, and right at that moment there was no doubt in my being, I said, She will live and not die. We began to pray and lift up, and my anticipation for what was going to happen was rooted in the faith that she would be made whole. We're praying on the phone, and as, as Lori in Wyoming hears a saying, Lord, breathe life into her, she comes up. Am I lying? God wants our anticipation rooted in faith, not a wishful thinking, just want, hoping that God does something. I'm not hoping God does anything. I Listen, there's a wave, I'm riding it, and if there's no waves, I'm going to make waves in the Spirit. Hello? You see, Jesus, we're always just, just praying for rain is not enough. We need to understand that there's also rivers of living water that wants to flow out of our being. Let's start revival. Well, let's pray for revival. Well, if your heart's right, revival just comes out of you. Let's become revival. Anticipation is not wishful thinking; it's knowing. Anticipation springs from a heart of faith, knowing God is going to intervene and bring good results. Say good results. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my savior. Hello, it's rooted in faith. I'm not. It's who God is. Faith is a person. Faith has substance. Our anticipation must have substance to it. I love Daniel 11.32. The people who know their God will prove themselves strong and will stand firm and do exploits for God. Isn't that a great... That's in the Amplified. I should have said it a little bit louder. Listen, anticipation is not anxiety. Anticipation is not worry. Some of you have heard the definition for worry. that says... Worry is paying interest on something you'll never own. That's not anticipation. Anticipation is not nervousness. It's rooted in faith, saying, "You know what? There's something stirring in me, and I know God's moving in the earth. And I know when I gather, and I have a, I have a, a an anticipation for the gathering. I'm on my way to church, and oh God, you're going to move. I'm rooted in the faith and knowing that God is going, heaven is touching earth, Acts six eight and and Stephen or Stephen, full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. I want to be like Stephen. Or Stephen. What's his name? In the Greek, it's Stephan. I'm just kidding. I want to be like Stephen, man. Full of faith. A lot of people are full of other stuff. I don't want to be full of other stuff. I want to be full of faith. Full of BS. I want to be full of faith. Hello? Amen. Who wants to be full of that other stuff? Not me. I want to be full of faith. I want to be known for a man of faith. I want to be like Smith Wigglesworth all over again. Just name me Zach Wigglesworth. Let's go raise the dead. That dude was crazy. He punched people in the stomach and said, be healed, and they got healed. I don't think I'll do that, but I don't know. I want to be full of faith. God wants our our anticipation to be rooted in faith. John 14, 12, Most assuredly I say to you, Jesus said, this is words in red, He who believes in me, the works I'll do, he'll do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. That means you are going to do greater works than what Jesus did on the earth. Talk about anticipation rooted in faith. Number three, anticipation is always reaching. It's always reaching forward. It's always pressing on. It's always moving ahead. It's always saying, God, I need to pioneer a little bit more. I need to break up the fallow ground. I'm in a, I may be, feel like I'm in a jungle or in woods and there's no way through, but I have a machete. It's my authority and my anticipation is always reaching and I'm cutting through where I need to cut through because I'm going somewhere. Hello? Yes. Anticipation, number three, is always reaching. Listen, we need to understand God wants us to reach the unreached in the Spirit. I want to go where no man has gone before. Star Trek. Come on, Star Trek fans. Where's all the Cleons? Uh, hi, Cleons. Did I say it right? Cleons. Somebody here's a Trekkie. Don't even try to lie. Try to. Oh, I saw four people did that when I said Star Trek. Well, I don't watch that stuff. I didn't even. I didn't accuse you, and you already defended yourself. You're a Trekkie. Let's go where no man has gone before. Hello. In Henderson, we're going to go places as a church that nobody has gone before. We're digging up wells of revival and we're going to see a spring, a well spring and an oasis that people will come from all over the world and say, what is going on in Henderson? Come on, somebody. we, We have got to understand that we've always got to be reaching with our anticipation. I'm reaching ahead. I'm pressing on. You guys know the verse, Proverbs twenty nineteen. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed in the message. Without vision, without prophetic revelation, the people perish. We've always got to be reaching forward to what God, we see in the invisible. Say, oh God, that's where I want to go right there. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I just know that you want me to press on and press forward. I love this. This is in the Amplified, Ephesians three twenty. Why don't you read this to us? Ephesians three twenty. Put it up here, Rochelle. Would you read this? This is so good. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above and far over and above all that we are. Sorry, I can't. All that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond Am I our, in the way yeah oh my bad just tell me sorry why just learn to communicate just say you're in the way pz i'll move i'll step out of the way sorry. how's that is that okay i'm just kidding start from the top okay. baby now oh, to i thought him. you were just having a hard time reading <laughs> okay go ahead i love you now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinite infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires thoughts hopes or dreams come on man infinitely beyond see god wants us to understand it's according to the power that's in you you got to start he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you could think hope ask or believe god for what god wants to do here is beyond what you can even imagine your imagination can't contain that which is god god wants to do so my anticipation number three is always reaching how do we how do we stay in that place you know a child's reach always exceeds its grasp. Now, in the natural, that can be risky. My son, when he was probably a year and a half, is crawling around and he reaches up on the counter. How many know babies love to reach for stuff? They don't even know what? They'll reach for a spider. They don't even know, oh, what's that? That looks cool. And, and listen, our reach must always exceed our grasp. We might not feel like we can actually grasp something, but I'm still reaching forward. My son, when he was a year and a half, reached up to the counter and he pulled the curling iron down on his arm and it burned his arm. But there's something in this, in the spirit that, listen, faith is a risk. We have got to learn to take risks. We've always got to be reaching for more. We've got, oh, I want more souls this Easter. I want more people saved this outreach. We're believing God for more. Hello? We've got to always be reaching forward like a child. You guys know the verse most of us know in matthew 18 jesus said truly i say to you unless you repent and become like little children trusting lowly loving and forgiving you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all whoever will humble himself therefore and become like this little child trusting lowly loving forgiving he is greatest in the kingdom of heaven We've got to understand that we anticipation within us, we always have to be reaching ahead. Always have faith pleases God. And there's something about this reaching that, that shows forth that we're diligently seeking Him. Hebrews 11.6. faith. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. See, the reward, the diligently seeking part is us reaching forward. We believe, but we've got to reach. And anticipation is always reaching the same way. See, we've got to break the spirit of familiarity. Again, let me just reiterate this thing. We've got to break the spirit of... Well, I'm just going to church. We've got to learn fruitful gatherings. To have a fruitful gathering, one of the greatest keys is anticipation. And when I'm coming, I'm coming and I'm reaching God. I want to, listen, I'm ready to, to reach a little bit further. I'm going to worship a little bit more this morning. I'm going to, I'm going to take more No, I mean, listen, we've got to be passionate about the things of God. We've got to break. Listen, right after this, Jesus says, watch out if you make one of these little children stumble. I have a feeling that we, because of theology that is doubt accommodating, and produced out of fear and irresponsibility we have made a stumbling block to the childlike faith and the reaching forward to that which god wants us to have we have to break that spirit of familiarity and say you know what i'm reaching forward i'm going where where no one has gone before because why deep is calling to deep amen god is calling us and, and we've got to understand that He wants us... Oh, I love this verse right here. I'm going to read to you in a second. He wants us to reach forward, reach into His heart. Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, say reaching forward, to those things which are ahead. There's great things ahead for you, church. There's great things ahead for you. Anticipate and reach forward for what God... Listen, when Paul wrote this... He had already been in ministry for about 30 years. He had already done a lot of things. And he was in jail. He was in prison. He was literally in jail. And he said, I'm reaching forward. Wow. We've got to get that childlike faith. And you know what? Let's rid the bad theology that's doubt accommodating. And make sure that we are not causing children to stumble. We have to make sure that we're people of faith. Child, children have faith. There's a They just, oh, yeah, let's pray for healing. Bam, they get healed. Let's just let all the kids do that stuff, man. They're, they're more anointed than we are most of the time. Because they don't got all this stuff in their open valve. Amen? They're an open valve. Sometimes when you pray and when we're here burning and praying, all it is is really we're just trying to open our valves. God, just open us up just open us up to be a vessel we're not begging God to do stuff that he already wants to do and is doing hello we're just open we need to be like a child open valve open heart God just use me I'm not going to try to get the glory I'm reaching forward I want to see heaven invade earth number four your anticipation is empowered by declarations I love this Romans 1 11 and 12. Paul says the longer this waiting goes on the deeper the ache I want to be there to deliver God's gift in person and watch you grow stronger right before my eyes. But don't think I'm not expecting to get something out of this too. He says, you have as much to give me as I do you. See, listen, there's something about coming to the house of God and saying, I'm so ready to pour out, but I'm so ready to receive. I want to see an army that's so strong that when we see somebody raise their hand and have an altar call or, or a, a time of ministry and you see someone raise their hand and then you, you're released to pray for them. Believers go find them. That There's just too many people looking for someone with their hands raised. I remember growing up in the Lord, realizing that God wanted to use me and I'd pray. And, and listen, I, I realized that I had to come to the house of God, encouraged, ready to pour out. And I was just waiting to pray. For, I wanted to bless somebody. I wasn't coming to church, What was me. If someone doesn't say hi to me, I'm leaving the church. I'm coming to church, I'm ready to pour out on someone. I want to encourage somebody today. And at the same time, my heart is open to receive the Word of God, to, to be blessed, to take notes, to worship God, to come to the altar, to burn. So there's a declaration that we got to learn, our declaration that we're going to start declaring, anticipating for God to restore marriage. God, to to do mighty things in our midst, we're going to start declaring my relationship with God is getting better, not worse. My relationship with my brethren is getting better, not worse. I'm tired of negativity. I just want to kick it in the butt right now. I do not like negativity. I don't like it at all. We've got to be not just optimistic and wishful, but anticipating and knowing a people of faith. And then in what I'm saying to you now, declare the word of the Lord. Declare what God is doing in the earth. We need to start saying out loud, first and foremost, Jesus is Lord. Say that with me. Listen, anticipation is empowered by declarations. We need to start declaring on the way to church. I am not going to leave the same. I'm coming to church and listen, I am never going to be the same. Declaration. You're declaring the Word of the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Your kingdom come. You're declaring the dominion of heaven. Let's start declaring sozo. That's the Greek word for salvation, healing, deliverance. We declare sozo over every life, every heart. Sozo over Henderson. We're declaring salvation. Lord, let Him come. Let Him be changed. Let Him be touched. Let Him receive the Word of the Lord. Paul said that it's... You know how sozo comes? By believing and confessing. So he's saying, that which is in your heart, rooted in faith, if you don't confess it, then it is not complete. You've got to declare sozo. So anticipation is fueled by declaration. Amen? I'll never be the same. I love that, that thing. A while back, there was a, a, a ministry that would go around and they'd, they'd do like this rap. And they'd be like, I anticipate the inevitable, supernatural intervention of God. And it was like a, just like a chant. Like a victory chant. I anticipate the inevitable supernatural intervention of God. I anticipate, Lord, maybe if you show up. No, no. It's inevitable God's going to show up. He responds in faith. He's moved by faith. Take a risk. He'll do his part. Trust me. We need to start walking in this thing, church, and be stirred up to see fruitful gatherings. So number four, again is that our anticipation is empowered by declarations. Listen, we need to start declaring this. I was praying it on the way here. Lord, we declare deeper encounters with Jesus. In my own life and in everyone's, a deeper encounter with the Lord. I'm declaring, listen, deep is calling to deep. So the depth of God's Spirit is calling and drawing you into a deeper encounter, and He's waiting for you, the depth of your heart and in your spirit, to declare... He's waiting for you to say yes. He's waiting for you to say more, Lord. He's waiting for you to anticipate more. Amen? Listen to this. And declaring it is the key. Job twenty two twenty eight. 28. Decree a thing and it will be established. If you want things established in your life, you need to start declaring. It's not just positive confession. It's faith. Listen, the world copies the principles in the Bible. There's a counterfeit. It is. It's not positive confession. It's it's spiritual declaration. It is in the Spirit. Decree a thing. Job twenty-two twenty-eight, And it will be established. Oh, my finances just suck. We'll start declaring prosperity. He's given you power to make wealth. He's given you ability. Amen? For you young kids, that means get a job. Come on, somebody. When you have a class for job ethics, it'll just be a smacking altar call with Shane's taser. But that's another story because we love our youth hallelujah we're not gonna let them be silly goofy and lazy we're gonna jesus name <clears throat> that's is that okay to do that I, okay, was i just punching like no i ain't gonna punch y'all i love you we need to declare though declare oh we declare blessings we declare favor you don't need to pray for favor you already got it steward what you got and let him give you more declarations declarations empower our anticipation and then closing number five this is how this is how we we keep anticipation going it's simmered in prayer we got to keep it simmered in prayer i'm telling you that praying if you don't pray in the holy spirit you need to receive that gift in your life. I, I mean, on the way to church, throughout the day, throughout the week, just praying in the spirit. Oh God! And even when I'm going somewhere, God, Lord, I, are you, what do you want to do? I'm anticipating any moment for God to show up, God to move. Amen. Keep it simmered in prayer. John two seventeen. During Passover, okay, Jesus, it says His disciples remembered that it is written after He drove out. We preached on it a few weeks ago. He drove out the money changers. It says that they quoted this verse from the Old Testament. This is in the Amplified, John 2.17. They remembered what was written. Zeal, the fervor of love for your house will eat me up. I will be consumed with jealousy For the honor of your house. See, there's a burning spirit of prayer that simmers anticipation and keeps it alive. Keeps it boiling. Keeps it cooking. Keeps things going. And it's praying in the Spirit. It's always remaining in that awareness of His presence. Oh, God, You're here. Oh, God, You're present. And then when we all come together, He manifests His glory and it just increases. See, if everyone in this room next week, early service, most of you come to the first service. If we all did what I'm saying right now, we would encounter God deeper than we ever have before. Because there's so much unity. There's so much anticipation. God is moved by expected faith of His people. He is moved by faith. I love the Old Testament uh, quote. I think it's in, in Second Chronicles. When they buried the bones of Saul, it says that their prayers moved God. I want to move God with my prayers. And my anticipation is kept alive in that simmering of prayer. Listen, pre-service prayer when we first started the church was, was very uh was very desired by some it was profound we would i mean there would be 30 to 40 people and at that time that's almost all the church 30 to 40 people would come just for pre-service prayer i'm here to admonish you let's get back to it and let's go beyond i'm here giving you permission and please inviting you come 30 minutes prior to service and come right up here and just begin to pray don't just jabber in the back. If you want to jabber, go over there or go back there. Let this be a house of prayer. We come, listen, Sundays, most of us come once a week, if that, until we hear this message and we get a fervor for the house of God. Amen? Give the Lord praise right there. So, oh, those, those of you that, amen. We, we, you have permission from me to come early and to have a zeal and keep that thing simmering in prayer. Let's get back. I remember when we first started. I remember pre-service prayer was bomb, dude. We would just go off. We'd be praying in the Spirit. Oh, I mean, we'd be wrecked before church. We'd be ready to dismiss everybody. Man, we had church. Glory. And then people walk in and they're like, man, I can feel God's presence in this place. Anticipation is simmered in prayer. You guys remember Isaiah 56, 7. This is a house of prayer. It's a perpetual incense. This building is a house of prayer. We're we're right now looking for another building because we can't all fit in here with one service, obviously. And we're looking for another place and and we want to be very wise about it. We want to listen to the Holy Spirit. And and we're praying that, that we would be able to keep this facility possibly as a house of prayer. How awesome would that be in the future where this would be a place where we can come. It's like a prayer chapel. And we have other events here, but it's like, a oh, it's a house of prayer. Hallelujah. That was our original vision from years ago. To be right here in the heart of Henderson. To maybe we'll, one day we'll have a 24-7 prayer tower overlooking the city. And we've got minstrels and psalmists praying and worshiping, offering up sweet incense of prayer to the Lord. So, you know what? I'm praying this. God fans the flame of your heart. The bowl of incense of prayer stir up that anticipation within you. Keep that anticipation simmered in prayer. It it produces an atmosphere of expectancy. I'm going to be closing in just a moment. So, prayer creates an atmosphere, atmosphere of expectancy. See, there's a fragrance release when there's fervent prayer. The whole place is just full of the fragrance of prayer. Psalm 122.1 When they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, my heart leaped for joy. It leaped in a spirit of prayer. Oh, yes, God. I'm going to the house of the Lord. Luke twenty-two, fifteen. 15, in closing. Listen, Jesus said this. This is a verse on anticipation. You have no idea how much I've looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. See, Jesus had anticipation for gathering. And we have these attributes that we've gone over as a church that we've got to keep all these things together. Let me just recap for you real quick. Number one... Our anticipation needs to be holy. Number two, it needs to be rooted in faith. Number three, it, it's always reaching. Number four, it's empowered by declarations. And number five, we have to, it keeps simmered by praying. We keep it simmering by praying. Amen? Let's stand up together and close. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the earth. We thank you that we have authority over the enemy and every spirit that's not of you. And we break the spirit of familiarity right now in Jesus' name. And we just thank you that you are stirring the waters, God. You're, you're, we're fanning the flame in us, but you're also stirring our hearts, God. And Lord, we're praying that you would teach us to be a people of expectancy, a people of faith. Listen, if you struggle with faith, you might need to be, or if you struggle with belief, you might need to be delivered from doubt. Some people have just like a spirit of of skepticism. Let it be broken over your life right now. Come on, how many want to rise up and be someone of faith? Like like Stephen, a man that is full of faith. God, we thank You that You are pouring out Your Spirit, that You are granting us gifts of faith, and we ask for them. The Bible says, I desire spiritual gifts. Why don't you ask Him now? Say, give me the gift of faith, God. Come on, I want to move mountains with just a mustard seed of faith. Lord, I'm I'm believing and knowing that You're moving in the earth. And we just thank You that You're causing that spirit, God, that says, I don't need to go to church to be broken. And Lord, it's going to be holy. It's not in a way just to get a bunch of people in a building, but a hungry army coming together to worship the Lord. Coming together, Lord God, to, to hear the word of the Lord. And encourage one another and fellowship, God. And we thank you that though some may be overcorrected, God, that we're going back to the highway of holiness, out of the ditch of being anti-church because you want us to have fruitful gatherings. You want us to be under a covering. You want us to have zeal for your house. So, Lord, we thank you for anticipation to be stirred up within us. We receive it. Lift your hand and say, I receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, just seal it with praise. Amen. Amen.